Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. You just heard Ashley's story. It is 630 Chad Chorus Radiothon Day for the Stollery Children's Hospital. We are in the superpower hour. CTL Canada will uh, donate 15000 bucks if we get 30 monthly donors in this hour. That number is 780-407-KIDS. That's 780-407-KIDS. We'll tell you guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. And whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Open Tuesday through Sunday from uh, 5 until 10 p.m. Tell Chef Eltoff and Chris that Oilers now sent you as we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And we welcome back, courtesy of Abe's Door Service, where services their specialty, visit abesdoors.ca. He's playing hurt today. He gutted through the Merrick Friedman uh, podcast earlier today or the show earlier today. We welcome back to the show, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you? Yes, this is not as impressive as Bobby Bond scoring the Stanley Cup winner on a broken leg. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's a long way from the heart, man. Sometimes, you know, sometimes if you got it, you just got to play. Hey, I know a guy last year in Chicago did the show every day, stuck in the hotel for five days. Comes with the Terry, man. Matt, imagine those, imagine those poor guys fighting for freedom back in the day, right? What happened when they got a little bit of sniffles? So there you go. Uh, all right. Okay. So yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna serve you up the fastball and knock it out of the park. Is okay. it a buyer's market or a seller's market? How do you envision the upcoming NHL trade deadline? I I have a couple teams telling me that they think if if the if the buyers are patient, they they will benefit. I mean, there are some players who are going to have bigger prices, uh, specifically if extensions are involved. But I I think the fact that you're seeing some teams like San Jose, like Columbus, not Vancouver yet, but like San Jose, like Columbus, um, who are sitting there and saying that... We're going to let you potentially talk to guys. Like Columbus is out and saying they're doing it. San Jose hasn't said publicly they're doing it, but there's an indication that if they get a deal that they like with Meyer, they will let teams do it. I think that's an indication that they know that on some level they might have to play ball here. Like I I think, you know, there's a lot of teams that are already out of the playoffs, Bob. Um, So um, I, I think some of them are sitting there saying, saying look if if we if we're too if if our prices are too high and teams say we're not doing that then we're going to be in a situation where we might get stuck with guys I, I, and then it all comes down to poker like our you know when when you really get at the table and you you've got a hand and you got to play your cards are you a good negotiator or not but i do get the sense of shaping up to be a little bit of a 
of a buyer's market. Because, again, I mean, we're in a hockey-mad market, as you know. Like, people care tremendously about the team. We have a window with McDavid and Drysdale, and they're like, we can't wait for Broberg to become a number one. we got to trade, uh, you know, and, and, and make a deal and go get a, you know, a second-pairing left-shot defenseman to play behind Darnell Nurse. It's got to happen immediately. You know, I personally really like Sam Lafferty. The, I think the Oilers need a, a penalty killer, preferably a right shot. That's a smaller move. I'm not even sure, like, Kyle Davidson in Chicago, they got four UFAs. They got Kane. They got Taze. They got Bomi. Maybe they can even flip Athens to you. I'm not even sure they thought about moving a guy out uh, like Lafferty. And I guess that's where we'll go next. Chicago's in town. Are we in a holding pattern on the two big boys? And are they more willing to look at something smaller, maybe with Max Domi? Well, if you if you've listened to Kane and Taze, like they did some interviews uh, with uh, the local NBC rights holder there, and then they did some, uh, and and right now they're going through Canada, so you know they're kind of getting it uh, a lot of questions. You know, Kane to me, both of those guys, I think it's been hard for them to recognize that their careers in Chicago are coming to an end. Like, I think we all believed that for a long time that these guys would be Blackhawks forever. And the idea that um, it's not going to happen, I, I think it's been very hard for those guys to come to terms with, which I I understand. Um you know, as for uh, Kane, there's the injury question that's a part of all this. And, you know, he had like, he had an unbelievable pass last night. I was just looking at this. Oh, that he had one saucer pass. I was like, geez, if I was injured, I wish I could throw a pass like that. But <laughs> I, I think it's still a factor. Taves, I'm, look, I think these guys are going to meet with the Blackhawks just around after the All-Star break. Put it this way, if they agree to be traded, I don't think the markets are going to be huge in the sense of, like, it's not like they're going to say you can trade me anywhere. I I, I have a feeling they're probably going to limit it, but I don't know yet. Like I, I, like, I think this has been hard on the players. I think they were hoping that maybe things could work out. They're coming to grips with the fact that this isn't, probably going to happen in Chicago and now I think we have to figure out what's the fallout in terms of where would they like to go because one of the things that someone has told me is you know they may have to move twice you you might you you move once at the deadline and then maybe you have to pick a new home next year right and how do they feel about that and I think all of this is part of the conversation we're joined by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service services their specialty visit abesdoor.ca hey they did a great job at the humble Stoffer abode in the city's south side helping us out with our garage doors so always important uh, that things get taken care of especially when you're on road trips all right Elliot the St. Louis Blues. Did you back into your garage door? Uh, no, Bob? I. You know, not since I stopped drinking. But uh, <laughs> that's good. There you go. Is yeah. that quick enough for you? I did, however, that's one good. time, yeah. uh, and and unfortunately, uh, both my uh, in-laws are no longer with us. But uh, about twenty years ago, I I backed a vehicle and hit my uh, uh, my father-in-law's car with not paying attention one time. Uh, that so, can happen. That happens. You know that happens once in a while. Guys make some mistakes. The St. Louis Blues, are they ultimately going to be sellers? Because I, I, yes. I think we both know that Doug Armstrong's so. always, he's as, is it fair to say he might be as active as any GM in the league? 
I think it's possible because he's got a lot of players that are interesting. Like, you know, I'm sure the contenders are all interested in Ryan O'Reilly. I saw his quotes this week to the Athletic uh, with Jeremy Rutherford, and I, I have no doubt that Ryan O'Reilly would like to stay in St. Louis, but it's probably going to have to be short term. And you know, I just don't know how he feels about that. Um, you know, O'Reilly. Um, I, I think he probably gets moved. I think Tarasenko gets moved. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Mikola on defense, that's an intriguing guy. Um, and you know what? Achari and Barbashev up front. Like, the Blues just, like, O'Reilly and Tarasenko get all the air because they're the biggest names. But those three guys, Mikola, Achari, and Barbashev, are good depth pieces. Like, one of the things I was wondering about today on our podcast, Bob, is... You know, Bruce Cassidy coached Achari in Boston, and Barbashev played against Boston in that Stanley Cup final, and he was excellent. Like, he had a great playoff that year for the Blues. I I know he hasn't had a great year this year, but, you know, I, I someone has said to me they wouldn't be surprised if Achari and Barbashev are guys that Vegas has interested in. They said, think of the connection. I, I've kind of thought about you know that one a little bit in the last couple of days. Well, you know, Achari, $1.25 million cap hit, 54% in the face-off circle. He plays center. He's a hard, competitive player. Type of guy that Craig Matavish, you know, would have loved uh, back in the day, right up his alley. And uh, Actually, I have to tell you, I think he's been on your radar at times this season too, Bob. I do. Yeah, he makes sense. Yeah. He makes sense for the Oilers, yeah. absolutely. Because I think Edmonton... I don't know if they're going to make a deal to get a big defenseman. Like you just mentioned, uh, Nico Mikola. Uh, that might make sense if you don't want, you know, if he's if he comes in at $1.9 million, a UFA. Some people have suggested to me, what yeah. about flipping Pugliarvi for him? Then you get your math down. It's more palatable when inevitably you're in a scenario where Yam- Yamamoto comes back because Yamamoto's going to play in your top nine. We're not sure if Jesse's going to, much to the chagrin of the Jesse supporters. So uh, Mikola might make a little bit of sense there as well. All right. Um, but that, that, you know what? But I'll tell you this, including Pugliarvi probably costs you more. Oh, I think you're probably right there. And people don't like hearing yes. that, but that's just the reality yeah. of this situation. Uh, Montreal, yeah. George Laroque was on yesterday, uh, and the Canadians are yeah. now, like, and George said, hey, Bob, stay away from Edmondson. He always gets hurt. And then he got hurt in last night's game. Uh, the Canadians would definitely like to deal some bodies out. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. Now, the one thing about Edmondson is I think they would, but if you look at their D, like, their D is still really, really young. Yeah. And uh, I do think they've looked at, does it make sense for us to keep them for another year? <clears throat> like, like again, I, I think they would move them, but I don't think they're just going to do it for the sake of doing it. I, I, I think they've also looked at, does it make sense with, the, with our youth here to keep them for another year? So uh, that one could go either way. But they've definitely been trying to move forwards, like Dodonov, Hoffman, like a bunch of these guys for some time. You know, Monaghan's got the uh, injury question, so we'll see where that goes. The thing about Edmondson is, like I, I think Montreal's playing a game here where they're like, yeah, we'd move them, but we could also keep them. So, uh, like it, it's poker, right, Bob? Like you, you got to see what's Montreal. Sooner or later, you say to them, "What's it going to take?" And I'm sure somebody will. But now we've got this injury question. Elliot, it's uh, two forty-five Eastern. Would you like me to take a commercial break for a couple minutes so you can? No, I'll, 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 I'll tell you when I have to take a brief break. It has not happened yet. Okay, the there. There you go. Uh, Elliot Friedman, kind enough to give us some extra time here. So, Vancouver. <laughs> uh, 
Um, what gives? What gives with Vancouver? Uh, is there any possibility that? Uh, you know, we saw uh, some Americans, you know, like Fox never signed in Calgary. Uh, Goodrow didn't sign a long-term extension there. Kachuk wouldn't sign when he got traded. Vancouver has a very heavy American. It was interesting. That the- yeah, but I, I don't think that's the same. Like, Miller signed for seven years. Demko signed for five. Are you, have you heard anything um, on Demko at all? Yeah, like, it's this has gone on a lot longer than... This has gone on a lot longer than... Uh, I think a lot of us expected. Now, I will say this. When it first was announced, I, I, I have to check my exact uh, rewarding of it. I think it was a minimum of six weeks. Yes, it was. So, so I'm always careful with that because minimum of six weeks is not the same as six weeks. Minimum of six weeks is... This is when we're going to know. Like some kind, some injuries, you just don't know. But you know it's not going to be before them. Like I, I think we're all kind of wondering about this, about what it's it's going to be. You know, it has just been. You know, the one thing I bet I'm betting is you know the Canucks just had the Tanner Pearson situation kind of blow up in their face. Yes. And and we don't know where that's going to go. Like I'm under the impression, and I, nobody's confirmed this for me, but as but I believe it to be the case that something like uh, something that was put into his hand might have caused an infection. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody is committing uh, has did an intentionally bad job. Sometimes these things do happen, but because of the way it all played out, there's an issue. So I think they're very sensitive. Bob, I need you to take that one-minute break right now, we okay? Are, absolutely. We're going to put uh, Elliot on hold. We are going to go to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you at this time. Elite Promo Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here's Brendan. All right, eight games in the league tonight. It's the Battle of Ontario first, hosted by Toronto. That's before the Canucks entertain Columbus and Calgary visits Seattle. The Oilers welcoming Chicago to Rogers Place tomorrow night on 6.30. Chad, it's a 6.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 8 o'clock. Canucks have re-signed Andre Kuzmenko, two-year extension. I, I feel like you would have talked about that yesterday, Bob. I comes, didn't. I it, did uh, not talk about it yesterday. <clears throat> excuse me. It comes with a $5.5 million cap hit. It's definitely exceeding expectations this season. Nearly a point per game is Kuzmenko with 43 in 47 games, but is that the guy they are going to hitch their wagon to? Well, evidently. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs will be without Austin Matthews now for three weeks. He's recovering from a knee sprain, so Florida Panthers captain Alex Barkov will replace him at the All-Star game. Habs D-man Joel Edmondson day-to-day, you mentioned it there, with an upper body injury, but we did also hear George Larock say yesterday that that upper body of Edmondson's is uh, a bit of a problem now moving forward. Bakersfield can avenge Wednesday's loss to the San Diego Gulls. They're playing the second half of that uh, doubleheader tonight in SoCal. Tomorrow, Colin Chalk's group returning home. Uh, They will face San Jose. Oil Kings, three games left on this homestand. They start against Calgary tonight. And the Golden Bears hosting the University of Regina at the Blair Drake. All right, why don't you check to confirm that uh, we're good to go here with Elliot Friedman for... Our friends at Abe's Door Service, Bob Stoffer and uh, Brendan Us. Guys. We're ready to go? We're good. All right. Uh, we yeah. were talking about Vancouver. So you mentioned Timo yeah. Meyer with San Jose. What about Bor Horvat? He's the biggest name out there from the Canucks. 
Yeah, you know, I think it's got to be tough for Horvat. You see that uh, Miller gets his extension, and now Kuzmenko gets his extension. The writing's on the wall. And, you know, the first thing I, I just want to say is, you know, I loved what Talkett said that Horvat told him uh, this week when they met. And that was that no matter what happens, uh, I- I'm going to be your captain. I'm going to do the best job for you. And, like, I, I got to think that on some level here, like, Bo, Bo Horvat's got to be saying, like, what did I do wrong here? Um, 100%. You know, yeah, like, all he's done is, you know, been a, a model citizen, like, not a whiff of scandal. He's been their captain. He's played hard for them. And it's it's pretty clear that Canucks are, are, have said, we're building our core. And at what you are going to make on the open market, um, it's not going to work here. Like, uh, like I got to tell you, like, I understand it's never really been close. And I, I got to think it's it's really tough for Horvat. It's a it's a huge it's it's a real kick in the stomach. Um, and but I think he's going to get dealt. And I think there's I think there's going to be some other teams that are going to be happy to have him, Bob. Uh, would Columbus make sense for Horvat? You know, I I have looked. It makes a lot of sense, to be perfectly honest. And I have looked into that. But one question that's been asked to me, and I think it's a very good question, is does it make sense for Columbus, which is rebuilding, to give up assets for Horvat, or does it make sense to chase him in free agency? Yeah, fair comment. Uh, you but, know. but like if like the one thing is is like. Like, like the team, like the, the teams that I look at that to me make the most sense um, are, are 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 Boston and Detroit and maybe Seattle. And I don't think Seattle's going to trade for them. But you know, Boston to me, you know, you don't know wow. how much longer you're going to have Krejci and Bergeron. Yep. I think they're interested. Detroit. Until this Larkin deal gets done, and again, it's Iserman, right? So you, you're you not getting anything out of him. Guy's a vault. But if it's true that they're having trouble closing this deal with Larkin, I would watch Horvat there. So I think a team like Columbus, if they want to be in this game, they're going to have to measure if, if they want to be in the Horvat game, can they afford to wait to the summer? Right? To, to, to me, it's, it's sense like. I, like I, I do think there are teams here that would like to get Horvat in and get him extended, but we'll see how this all works. The thing about Columbus is they keep thinking they have centers, right? So, right, <laughs> multiple times here they thought like Ryan Johansson thought they had a center. Uh, yeah. P- PLD, Pierre-Luc Dubois, thought they had a center. They get Roslovic, yep. they thought they had a center. It happens yep. over, and so they, they've got line eight, they've got Goodrow, they got to get the end. Boone Jenner is a, a very, hey, Boone Jenner had a hell of a game the other night in here. Wins, draws, David Musil or Boone, Boone Jenner. In my book, all the stuff I knew that I couldn't say that's going to come out in uh, 2037, uh, I will write an entire <laughs> chapter on that. Uh, right up there after I do the Philp Brothers. I, I, thanks for the plug, Elliot, on uh, on Luke. Uh, no, oh, you're right. You know what, Bob? You were, the, you were the first guy to tell me that that, that kid was going to play. And you were – and, and I, I keep forgetting to retweet it. Eric Francis wrote a really nice story last night. Like, that's that's massive for those the, – the, the parents. Like, it's uh, – Yo, Bob, like you hit it out of the park on that one. You well, the brother, the brother is down in Bakersfield. 
He's gone from yeah. playing about 10 minutes a game to playing 17-18. He's been moved up the lineup. The Oilers need to play him at center. He's a six foot three right shot. He's getting way better in face-offs. He had a tough night the other night. That happens five on five. Uh, but they're, they're, he has an outside chance to play as a, you know, a, a third, fourth line center in the future in the NHL. You can never have enough right shot D or right shot center. That's my philosophy, especially when they're big. Um, is there a team out there, Elliot, just to wrap up, is there a team out yeah. there that might be a surprise seller at some point? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, you know, like, like, I wonder, like Nashville got a big win last night. They're like they're right there, but you know how Vancouver early in the year was they would get close and then they'd lose and they'd fall back and they'd get close and then they'd lose and like you get like it's it's tough to get there, but then you got to get in. You know, Colorado's in now, and I don't think anybody's worried about them. Like I look at Nashville and. They're they're always get close and then they lose, and they're right there again. I'm really curious to see how they're going to handle this. Like if they're right around the cut line again at the at the deadline, what do they do? And the other the other teams I, I kind of look at. I'm not I don't necessarily say them sellers, but I, I think they're really intriguing for what they're going to do. Is going to be the Islanders and the Penguins. You know the Penguins. Yeah, like Merrick's been all over this. What do you do with the fact that these goaltenders uh, keep getting hurt? So that's that's a big question for me. And uh, you know, the Islanders, like I think Lamorello has been trying to do things for quite some time. Um, I, I think at some point in time they looked in at Chikrin, but he just thought the the price was way too high. I think he's been trying to make moves for a while there, but he he does, the moves don't make sense for him. But the fans are restless. I get it. That team, like like you guys can because of the talent you guys have on your team, Bob. You guys can score at almost at will. Like, the puck can be behind your net, and it can be in the other net in seconds. Everything the Islanders have to do to score is work. And I think they've been trying to solve that, and I think that that's something they would really like to, to address. They have not scored a goal in the third period in the last 11 games, the New York Islanders. Uh, the Oilers, by the way, the Oilers, according to HockeyReference.com, have an 84.7% chance to make the playoffs. I've never wavered. You know that. I said 47 to 52 wins. They've got the Oilers finishing at 45. I'll say Edmonton's going to finish 47 to 52. The Oilers have the fourth easiest schedule in the NHL left after the All-Star break. So, Yeah, you know, Bob, all that's good omen, but you can't cough up games like 100%, the other night. 100%. Like and the yeah, fans were, you, they were cheesed. Say, now, and, and yeah, look, uh, can you give me 30 seconds? What's with the flames? Yeah. Oh, Max wants I to know, I, I have to tell you, number one, like right now, like a back to back, Markstrom gets uh, Chicago at home, Vladar gets Seattle on the road. Tells you everything like, you need to know. That's basically. Yeah, that that basically tells you everything. And you know what? Also, you know, I I've said this too. Um, I said it earlier this week on the pod. I, I think Huberto and Weger have. You know, I I think Huberto especially. Like, you know, someone said to me. You know, I wrote earlier this year. You know, Huberto goes down to Florida. He scores the winning goal in the shootout. 
And, you know, maybe that's the turning point. And someone said to me, it's going to take them a year to get over this. And I think that I think that, that team lost its identity from last year. I, You know, Sutter, like, I, he's been really hard this year. Yes. I, I've said this a couple of times. I, it's not his way to lighten up. I, I, I do think sometimes it becomes too much. I, I think that's happened this year. Um, you know, I just think that like they had such a great year last year, and they they made the best out of a bad situation in the summer. But I just think that they've they lost the like they, they, they were like you guys. They could score easy goals. That first line, you could put them out yep. there, and they would score and, now they and change games. And now they can't. And they've really struggled with it. Elliot, great stuff. Max, thanks for being patient, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot, Elliot. Hang in there. What do you say? Don't say bye, Dad. I'm right here. Bye, bye, Corsman. Bye, bye. There you go. Hey, Corsman. Thanks a lot, Elliot. Thanks, guys. Take care, Bob. See you later. That is Elliot Friedman uh, joining us for Abe's Door Service. 780-407-KIDS. It's our Stollery Children's Hospital Radiothon here with uh, 630 Chet. And we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. Back with Mike House, CEO of the Stollery.